tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Welcome to the Bench on self podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anshi, and thank you so much for tuning in. Bench on self podcast is about navigating binge eating disorder struggles, disordered eating, and negative body image. Although I share my personal experience with having a negative body image, eating disorders, and I do uncover bits of my personal story, this podcast is not as much about me as it is about you beautiful human beings who struggle, who fight, who grow, and who evolve every single day. This podcast is for anyone who wants to feel supported on their recovery journey and simply for anyone who's trying to improve their relationship with themselves. I believe together we can turn something so negative, such as binge eating, into something more positive and hopefully go from binging on food and self-hatred to binging on self-love. Subscribe to the Bench on Selva podcast on your favorite platform and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. But there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know. Disclaimer, Bench on Selva podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It doesn't provide professional medical advice and it is not a substitute for diagnosis or treatment. In this podcast, we cover the topic of eating disorders, so if you find this topic triggering, it may be better for you not to listen to this podcast. Always make sure to put your mental health first. Hello everyone, welcome to the Binge on Self-Love podcast. My name is Anna, but you can call me Anchi, and I'm your host. I hope you're doing well, feeling well, and enjoying the beautiful weather, whatever part of the world you're living in. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask you a favor. If you find this particular episode helpful, or if you enjoy the entire Binge on Self-Love podcast, and you maybe listen regularly, please, please share share this with someone who you think may like it and benefit from it as well. It will help me so much to grow this podcast and get it to more people and that would mean so much to me. You can just copy a link to this episode or simply share the podcast link in Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening at. Thank you so so much. Life is about finding a balance in everything we do. In working, in eating, in moving our bodies, in spending time with our loved ones and with ourselves, in creating and consuming, in accepting and acting, and so on and so forth. Therefore, it's to no surprise that finding a balance can be, well, complicated sometimes. We want to treat our bodies the right way. We want to be active, but also take enough time to rest. We want to look good and feel good. We want to eat nutritious food, but we also want to stay sane and enjoy eating whatever we are craving. How do we find the balance between trying to juggle everything, between trying to be perfect and not trying at all? How do we find the balance between being obsessed with health and between being healthy and living our life? In today's episode, I'll talk about finding balance in food, exercise, and self-love. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. few episodes back, I've shared with you that I've relapsed when it comes to my bench eating disorder. 
I've started binging again, not to the extent that I've used to, but to the extent that was hurting my mental health. Thankfully, it's much better now, but experiencing binge eating again made me realize that life is about constantly seeking balance and peace in everything we do and in life in general. Finding balance in food can be extremely hard for some while fairly easy for others. The thing is, we all come from different backgrounds, we were all raised in a different way and therefore we all have different eating habits, values and experience. I hadn't thought twice about what I was eating and why until I turned 16. Until then, food was just fuel to me. It was much later when I started seeing food as evil because it could make me gain weight, but also as a tool that helped me to relax and escape the discomfort I found myself in. That's when everything got complicated and where my unhealthy relationship with food started. Now, being 28, battling eating disorders in the past and trying to build a healthier and more loving relationship with myself, I have realized a few things. Everything is about finding some sort of balance. And by some sort of, I mean finding a balance that works for you. It doesn't need to work for anybody else, but it needs to work for you. The word balance brings out the 50-50 ratio feeling to me, which I don't think is always real or necessary. But finding some sort of balance and being at peace with what you eat, with what you do, with how you treat yourself is, in my opinion, the key. Food shouldn't be labeled as bad and as good, as healthy and unhealthy, as safe and as cheat food or junk food. If the food comes with such a label, then eating food that's bad or unhealthy will assign an emotion to it. Eating bad food is bad, therefore it makes you bad. While eating something that's healthy means it's good and that means that it makes you good. I'm not trying to say that we should be living only off of pizza, fries, chocolate and ice cream all day every day. But it also doesn't mean that we should be drinking green smoothies and eating salads all day every day. I think balance is about seeing food as a fuel that we need to nourish both our body and our mind. Nothing in life is just black and white, so the way we eat shouldn't be either. A mindset that I was struggling with for most part of my late teenage years and early adult years was the all or nothing mindset. I either ate 100% clean and healthy or I would eat whatever and I wouldn't give a shit. Luckily, now I realize that to me, balance is about eating what I like and I enjoy and what nourishes my body. It's about eating things that I planned to eat, but also things I haven't planned to eat. Eating food or a treat that wasn't planned is okay. It doesn't mean that I messed up anything, not my diet, not my eating habits, not my recovery. For example, when I go out with my boyfriend and we stop somewhere to eat or to have an ice cream or something like that, I have often experienced this feeling of, fuck, I just messed up everything, I am an idiot, but also, well, it doesn't matter anymore, I can now eat whatever I want to. 
I'm sure many of you can relate to this. It's kind of like a vestige of my eating disorder thoughts when eating anything that wasn't planned was a trigger to my binge eating disorder and to my binge eating sessions. It's not easy to relearn a behavior like this. However, it's not impossible. Our desire for perfection and for having things under our control is what often stop us from finding that balance. But the thing is, if you accept that perfection doesn't exist and you don't expect yourself to be perfect, there's nothing you can mess up. To me, balance in food is about eating things that weren't planned and being okay with it. It's about not trying to be perfect, but rather being mindful of what I feed my body and my mind with. It's about eating fruits and vegetable, but also having the most delicious cake from my grandmothers when I come to visit them. Balance doesn't equal perfect. The balance we are talking about here will look different for everybody. There is no secret formula to a balanced relationship with food and to a balanced diet because we all have different habits and we are all used to different things. Everyone is different, so don't discourage or fooled by thinking there's only one way to health slash balance and that you must follow the same rules everybody else is. Another area I would like to cover today is finding a balance in exercise. For me personally, it's been difficult for years to kind of rebuild my unhealthy relationship with exercise and start working on a healthy one. Many people approach exercise as the necessary torture to get closer to a certain goal. Some see it as healthy benefit that helps to improve both their physical and mental health. Others, like me, approach exercise with the all-or-nothing mindset. You either stick to a strict workout plan or you don't work out at all and beat yourself up for it. Some people don't exercise at all. For other people, exercise and movement is so natural that they don't even really think twice about it and it's almost a part of their identity. Either way, finding some sort of balance in exercise can be as difficult or as easy for some as seeking balance in food. There's no doubt that moving our bodies is necessary for health reasons, to have more energy, for better digestion, to sleep better, to feel better and so much more. But as our humankind moved from spending most of our time moving outdoors to indoors, sitting in front of our screens pretty much all day every day, suddenly the movement became something we have to think about and make the conscious decision to incorporate it more into our lives every single day. To my surprise, creating some sort of a healthy relationship with exercise took me way more time and effort than I've expected. Recovering from anorexia, in my case meant spiraling straight into bench eating and later developing a full-blown bench eating disorder. And at that time, I've started seeking exercise as torture because to me, it became a way how to try to undo the quote-unquote damage that I've done to my weight by continuously binging all day every day. The only reason why I was exercising back in the day was to lose weight. 
That was my only hope and my only motivation. Losing weight was my only hope and my only motivation. I hated exercise because I knew it was useless. I didn't feel better afterwards because I've spent the entire time thinking how fat I was, what a loser I was and how useless all of my effort was. So after some time I stopped exercising completely and I haven't done anything properly and consistently for years. And I dare to say it was probably like a year in my binge eating disorder recovery that I started even considering incorporating some regular physical activity into my life. And it wasn't as easy as I thought. The first few months, maybe even the first year of me trying to be more active meant that I was battling the thoughts of you're only doing this because you want to look good and trying to replace it with you're doing this because you want to, because you want to feel good and because it's beneficial for your body. And during that time when I was trying to shift my mindset, I found it really helpful to avoid workouts and videos that were screaming get fit for summer or bikini apps and things like these. Of course this is subjective but I found those workout videos super triggering and the last thing I wanted was to work out with a goal in mind that I needed to do this to look good for summer or to look a certain way. It was the opposite, it was what I was trying to break. Sorry for interrupting, but I wanted to quickly jump in to say that if you enjoy listening to this episode, then don't hesitate to subscribe to the Binge on Self-Love podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube or any other platform. This podcast is free and you will be notified when a new episode is out. Thank you so much in advance for subscribing and now back to the podcast. If you're like me and you maybe currently struggle with your relationship with exercise and you would like to shift the focus from exercise equal necessary torture on the way to a dream body to exercise slash movement equals natural part of life and it's beneficial for our body and mind then trust me that it will get better you just have to persist and try to battle those negative thoughts. Some of the things that I found helpful in trying to build a better exercise habit and find some sort of balance between being obsessed with exercise and doing nothing at all were number one to start small. You won't break a habit or create a new one overnight. That's impossible. You gotta start small. Don't go full speed from the start only to find yourself exhausted and unmotivated a few days in. I knew that gym was a trigger spot for me because that was the place where I was continuously comparing myself to somebody else. It was where I felt like I needed to do more to look better. So I didn't go there from the very beginning. Instead, I started going for instead I started going for a short walk every day or every other day. I started hiking a few times a month, I went on a bike trip, I worked at the garden, I played badminton. All of these things helped me incorporate more movement into my life while enjoying it at the same time and while not putting any pressure on me. Number two, start with what you love. The second thing that has helped me was starting with what I loved. I love, love, love dancing. I'm not a good dancer, I'm saying that straight away, but I love music and I love to dance. 
So until this day, I put my headphones on at any opportunity I get and I sing along to my favorite songs and I dance and I love it and I enjoy it. Things like burning calories or losing weight or any of that shit is the last thing on my mind. Later on, I started following dance workouts on YouTube and it honestly helped me so much to enjoy movement so much more. Number three, don't set weight-focused goals. Another thing that has helped me was not to set any weight-focused or weight-related goals. Again, this is highly subjective, but I knew that the moment I would set myself a goal to lose this amount of weight or to lose these many inches over my body parts, then all of my effort would go to hell and I would be back at square one hating myself. So instead, I didn't set any goals at first. Later on, few months in, when I felt more confident, I would set goals related to, for example, consistency or to running a longer distance or to trying a new dance workout and stuff like that. And I try to remind myself of the good reasons why I am doing this, why I want to get more active. And none of that is focused on weight. Now let's move to the balance in self-love. I honestly believe that self-love and self-acceptance are among the most important skills we can acquire. I'm saying that from a position of someone who's been struggling her entire life to find a healthy balance between self-acceptance and self-criticism and between self-love and self-loathing. And it's not an easy skill set to acquire, that's for sure. Just like with food and exercise, even in the self-love area, we may feel pressured to do our best at all times and to strive for perfection. I believed for years that I would finally love myself when I change this and when I reach this goal or when I get to this point in my life. And guess what? No matter what goal I've reached or what thing I have accomplished, I never liked myself. Self-love shouldn't be conditioned. It shouldn't be conditioned by looking a certain way, by reaching a certain goal, by getting a certain position. It shouldn't be conditioned by a number on a scale or a number of followers. I believe it should be about accepting ourselves with everything that comes with it. The good, the not so good, the quote-unquote weird, the quote-unquote imperfect. On the other hand, the term self-love has become such a buzzword in the past few years that it can be pretty difficult to even imagine what self-love should really be about. I think self-love slash self-acceptance shouldn't be about glamorizing everything and faking it and making it seem like everything is always perfect, which is what I think the content on social media often does. It makes it seem like people who promote self-love are always happy and they always feel good in their skin 24-7 and they embrace their insecurities all the time, which is of course amazing, but I don't believe it's true 24-7. I believe it's okay that some days we feel great, some days we feel like shit, some days we feel just okay and some days we don't feel nothing special at all. All that is part of the self-love journey, but not everyone on social media wants to share that part of their journey, so it often may be misleading. I think it's normal that there will come days when we feel comfortable in our skin and other days not so much. 
For me, the journey of loving and accepting yourself is about embracing yourself, about finding a healthy balance between confidence and self-awareness. To me, it's about setting boundaries and not feeling guilty or selfish for not pushing them. To me, it's about standing up for yourself when you feel like somebody's trying to take advantage of you. It's about helping people and being there for them but not at the cost of your own mental or physical health. To me, it's about creating an identity that's not built on external validation, people-pleasing, or climbing an imaginary social ladder. My goal in self-love is to find a balance, a balance that will allow me to enjoy some of the best moments of my life, but also that will get me through some of the most difficult moments of my life. To be more specific, when things get hard, I tend to blame myself for everything. I sabotage myself and my own efforts because I am convinced that I was predestined to fail and that good things simply don't happen to me. And when good things eventually happen to me, I'm so consumed by guilt and the imposter syndrome that I don't even enjoy it and I'm already two steps ahead thinking of all the bad things that are inevitably going to happen. So my goal is to reach a point where I know I always got my own back, that I'm not my worst enemy, which I often have been, and that I treat my mind and my body right, that I don't put my body through hell like I've used to, that I treat it right the way I know it deserves to be treated. I want you to know that the journey to finding some sort of healthy balance is a long one. I dare to say it's a never-ending one, because the balance changes as much as we do and as much as we grow and evolve. And also what I find very important to remember is that the word balance is more of a guidance than a rule. And that balance means something different to each and every one of us. For some, balance is working five days of a five days a week and having two days off for some it's working seven days a week but only for a couple of hours every day for some it's about moving their bodies daily while for others it's about working out three times a week for some it's about having a sweet treat after every lunch for others it's about having a treat every now and then There's no right or wrong. There's no one-size-fits-all. It's up to you to find what works the best for you. For example, I have a treat when I feel like it, and I consciously choose to avoid labeling it as a cheat meal or cheat day because I know that it would inevitably send my mind to a binge mode. I try to move my body on a regular basis because it makes me feel good physically and mentally, but I choose not to label my workouts or my physical activity because I know that it would pressure me to reach a certain goal or try to look a certain way. And that's what works for me, but it may not work for anybody else and that's all fine. You just need to find whatever works the best for you, not what works for your friend, not what works for a celebrity, not what works for your favorite influencer on Instagram or TikTok, but what works for you, your circumstances, your mind and your body. I want to leave you today with a few actionable tips, but please remember that these are just a few things that seem to work for me and they may or may not work for you and both options are fine. First, I find it helpful not to put any labels on myself and on what I do. 
I don't label the way I eat, like healthy, clean, intuitive, none of that. I simply try to eat to the best of my knowledge and to what I crave and feel like my body needs. Also, like I've mentioned already, I don't label the way I exercise. I don't label myself as a gym freak or runner or whatever. I simply do what I like and what I enjoy. And I try to do the same with myself as a person. I try not to label myself as a binge eater anymore. Even though I may occasionally binge, I don't want to label myself as a binge eater anymore because I know it would change my mindset for worse. When I used to label myself as someone who eats healthy, I felt guilty when I had a piece of chocolate or when I went out and got pizza or ice cream because that wasn't aligning with the quote-unquote healthy label in my head. The same happened when I labeled myself as someone who runs regularly. It triggered a huge amount of remorse and self-hatred for failing to stick to that label. So for that reason, I try to avoid labeling myself or anything that I do. Second thing that's helping me and that I've started doing just recently is journaling. I know what you're probably thinking. Another one telling me to journal. I know I was very, very skeptical to that myself, but after years and years of hearing everyone talking about it and about how beneficial it is, I decided to give it a try when my therapist recommended it to me. And like I've said, I've only been doing it for just a few weeks now, but I find it really helpful to write down how I'm feeling that day, reflect off anything that's been going on in my life, and also to remind myself what I'm grateful for and that I have so much to be grateful for. And you don't have to write pages and pages of notes every single day. Sometimes I write down just a few sentences, but I think that also counts. So if you've been like me, hearing about the benefits of journaling from left to the right, but have been hesitant to try it, I recommend you give it a try. One more thing that has helped me navigate my balance-seeking journey has been having one clear focus in my mind, and that's my health. It may sound simple, but I've realized that I've been doing a lot of things in my life, mostly in terms of my body and my mind, because I wanted to look a certain way, or because I wanted to be like the quote-unquote it girls on Instagram, or because I wanted to reach a certain number on a scale so that I would fit into a certain category. I wanted to work out because I hoped it would make my abs visible and I will love myself more. But because my reasons why were so shallow and not strong enough, it has never worked for me and I went from one extreme to the other. But when I consciously try to think of my health as my priority, everything else seems to fall into place. It's easier for me to go to the gym because I want to move my body, but it's also easier for me to take a day off and rest because I know my body needs it. Same, it's easier, not easy, but easier for me to have something I crave because I know that's what the balance is and not feel guilty about it, but also not go crazy and not go into the bench mode. It helps me to push myself when I know it will help me in the long run, but also just do nothing and not feel guilty about it. There are many more things that 
you and me as well will discover on our journey to balancing our relationship with food, with exercise and balancing self-love and self-awareness, the most important thing is you find what works the best for you. And I'll be happy if you share your tips with me on what's helping you to seek balance in life or in things you do. Just DM me on Instagram at binchonselflove and I will share it with others on Instagram. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you found the content of today's episode helpful. If you did, feel free to share it with anyone who you think may benefit from it. And also make sure to subscribe to the Binge on Selvaf podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or YouTube so you don't miss any of the future episodes. I'll be back next week with another Binge on Selvaf episode. Until then, take care and talk to you soon. Bye! Something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that. Because you don't know who you are.